is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flex Network. I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. I am joined by the original Rondell Moore Truther. You guys know him as Brandon Adam. I know him as Brandon D Adam 19 on Twitter. Brandon, what's going on, brother? Oh, you just introduced me the perfect way. The Rondell Truth. It's the only way. That's the only way. Honestly, it it really is. It's become to this point. Yes, it is. You know what's funny? I didn't I didn't think there was anybody as high on Rondell Moore as I was. You know, it's Mm. just and I would I would I would argue you are the Rondell Moore guy. So I love that. I respect that. I think it's the reason we're doing a show together. Pretty much. I think, I think, uh, I don't, I don't see anybody pushing Rondale like I have for sure. Okay. So where are you taking him comfortably in redraft leagues right now? Oh, I'm, I'm able to get him around the 11th round every time, 11th, 12th round. In, in underdogs. In underdogs. I've actually caught him at 14 before too. Holy crap. That's pretty insane. That's, I mean, that's crazy value. If you can get him there, I, I think it's an absolute smash. I mean, are you taking Elijah before Rondale? Right now, because he's the number one option in that offense, I believe. You would? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing, right? It's 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 always tough to kind of project out just based on the fact that, like, DeAndre Hopkins, man, he's just – is he not just one of the best? Like, he's just – he was – he. it seems like he's got such a, such a rough ride, man. And then finally he gets to Sean Watson, and then he gets freaking traded off that team. <laughs> and uh, I mean, like he looks good with Kyler, but he doesn't quite have that same chemistry. I don't think as with the uh, they need to move him around a little bit. But Ky- Cl- Cliff is very much into locking him to the X. So, but hopefully he gets moved around just a little bit this year. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, fuck. I I, I love D Hop, man. He's just he's just too good. But we're not here to talk about DeAndre Hopkins. Nope. We're not here to talk about Rundell Moore. We are here today to do a live mock draft for the people. Um, and just want to pick your brain a little bit on on your decision making throughout these sure. drafts. Uh, you have been doing a ton of these underdog best balls in the last week or so, so I'd say you have a pretty good pulse on the general market at this point. Now we're going to be using Fantasy Pros, so unfortunately, it's not quite as dialed in. I did a few mocks uh, before the show today just to kind of see where the ADPs are versus where I actually see players going. And it's not quite there, but it's mainly just at the quarterback position. You know, like you see Patrick Mahomes sometimes going in round two in these mocks. Mm. And I've never, ever, ever seen him going round two ever. So things like that. And you know what? Actually, I'm going to adjust this. I'm going to say uh, slightly low value. I know we can't do that. All right. We're not going to do that. But before we get into that, Brandon, I have a very deep personal question for you. And I just want to know, are you ready to answer this question? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what you've been thinking about asking me you you said something in the chat so brandon fire away man <laughs> i like you i i think that you are a budding fantasy football analyst and i really respect your opinion on a lot of different things but i, I think this is the time to have the intervention and and, and question you why do you hate auction drafts go honestly i'm just not as experienced in them as much as I, as you are so i'm I, and you, then when i get and then when you don't, and then you when don't I get, strike me as a man who is afraid of anything no no i'm not but I, let's just say Uh-oh. this i set myself up for success and if i am 
not as comfortable or as dialed in for value as I would be because I just plain out just don't do as many auction drafts as I should probably do. Um, but I'm not going to jump in with a bunch of sharks for my, you know, for my first auction drafts like you've been asking. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Brandon. So the, the, what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen, is we are well. I, we play in a number of different uh, roster watch listener leagues. I think that was yes. uh, the original way that a lot of us met, like Flex Matt, season yeah. long says, uh, Brandon. That, that's how we all met is through these roster watch leagues. So I, I like to think that we're kind of you know the disciples of the roster watch um, nation umbrella. We are. And so the thing is, we've actually been doing snake drafts for the last four years. This will be the mm-hmm. first time that we actually do an auction draft. So there's actually a lot of new people that have never done an auction in this league before. And so we uh, had a member drop out. And the first person we go to, the only person we ever thought of was, we got to get Brandon Adam in this freaking league, man. This is the <sighs> original listener league. This is this oh is uh, the alpha. This is the omega. This is the only one that ever was and ever is. And oh. we go and invite Brandon to this league. And it says, oh, it's an auction league. I don't know no. if I want to do that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, Brandon. Like, I, I got a lot of respect did you, for you. Did man, you fill just, it? Did you fill it? No. No. Okay, we, fine. We, fine. I'll take your. He's I, in. I'll, I'll accept your invite and get slaughtered by you guys, a bunch of freaking sharks. And <laughs> I'll, I'll just have to get my I experience the old hard way. Listen, school of hard knocks, baby. It's sink oh, or swim. You. You, either, you either win or you don't win. And I got yeah. news for you there, uh, Brandon. There's This will be our fifth year. And there okay. are two champions so far. Myself, I've won twice, of course. And, of course, you know Sully from Houston. Sully yep. from Houston has, has, has donned the crown twice as well. So, honestly, we kind of need a little fresh blood in there because at this point, like, the big sharks, we're, we're, we're getting pretty full of okay. the, you know, the, the, the bottom. We, we don't want any more bottom feeders in our league. We need, we need a shark true. to come in and push us around a little bit. So, can, can I say officially that you are, you're going to join this league? I'll join. You're going to get this option going. Okay, I love it. There I'll you join. go. So here's here's the thing. So the reason I wanted to bring <laughs> that question up with you is because I was having a good conversation just yesterday with Al about auction mm-hmm. drafts. And he look, Al's a purist. Let's call it what it is. Al's a purist, mm-hmm. and he's kind of feels the same way as you. I mean, I feel like with auctions, you're either in or you're out. Like there's yeah. kind of no in between. You're either you either love it or you don't love it. And Al is very firmly on the side of he despises auction leagues. I'd say I, the only reason he's in it is because it's. You, you can't quit this. It's league, roster right? watch. It's roster watch. You can't quit this. Yep. League, right. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, there we go. We got, we got All two right. devout non auction players that are going to come in and probably take us home. Like take us to Pe- school. Peer pressure, man. Jeez. I'm going to tell you just real quick, the pitch on auction. Okay. All right. So you talk about, you don't, you know, you don't have necessarily as comfortable a feel in an auction league, but here's the thing in an auction league, that's when you really need to hone in on player values, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, when you're looking at a rankings board, it's just, it doesn't really provide a lot of value, right? It's just, are you going to choose this player over that player? How do you, how do you do cross positional rankings? Um, it forces you to put guys into tiers, it makes you True. realize, okay, if this guy, if I value this player, say these three players around 20 to $25, well, if one of these guys goes for $19, well, shit, you got to swoop in and get the other player in that tier for a similar value because that's how your league views it. Alternatively, I mean, if you've got, um, you know, your top tier running backs and you're maxed out at $66 in a $200 budget, that guy's going for $72, $73. That's beautiful. You want that to happen because then your opponents are going to overspend in one position and they're going to be sure. weak at other positions. That's when the sharks come in and they smell blood in the water, baby. 
Okay. Well, hey, maybe I can steal some value. Who knows? Brandon, you just, uh, man, I, I wish you would get more hyped about this, but it is what it is. I'm going to accept <laughs> you for who you are. I, I like you for who you are. And oh. We're going to move on to something that you're very good at. That okay. is a snake draft. And sure. what we're going to do here is we're just going to fantasy pros. Look, we are advocates of best balls. I mean, we've been doing literally best balls since February um, mm -hmm. and here at the Flex Network. Because, look, it, it, people have things at stake, right? When you've got money at stake, it really tells you where you value a player. Exactly. Um, if you're doing a mock draft, especially, you know, remember those old Yahoo mock drafts that you used to do? And some some Yahoo would come in and choose like, I don't know, a quarterback at like 103 in the draft mm -hmm. and just and, and basically just blow up the entire draft. That doesn't really happen in live drafts. But we looked, we were seeing if there was going to be a live uh, um, underdog one that we could jump into. There wasn't. So we're going to go with Fantasy Pros. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So we'll, we'll see what happens here and uh, get going. So what we're doing is we are choosing a 12-team league, uh, half PPR, which, you know, it's for those who, I don't know, the dinosaurs are still playing standard. It's mm -hmm. somewhere in between, right? We like to have that PPR element. At least gonna, a half. It, it's got to at least be half, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we randomized it, and the randomizer chose the fourth position overall, which I think is quite interesting because we're going to get one of those rock-solid RBs to start, and then, well, well, we'll have to let you listen to see what we're going to do in round two. Mm -hmm. But roster positions, one QB, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, and we're going to go with two flex positions, and then, of course, five bench players so mm -hmm. let us get going we're going to start to draft right. so Brandon, when do you like to do your drafts do you do you like to wait as long as possible before going and doing your drafts or are you are you one of these people that you're okay you like to do it a little bit early because you have a better feel on the market and you think you can get value that way uh i i'll so i do it in spurts i do i'll do a few in uh in july i'll do a few and then I really this month is when I start kicking it into. Are you talking about your redraft leagues or just your, your redrafts and uh, best balls? Those hmm. July and August are my two leagues, but most of my dynasty leagues were were done immediately after the the draft. Oh, the, so, the NFL draft. Yeah, the, immediately. So nobody can wait. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the problem, man. The problem is you wait, you wait. We we spend months and months evaluating and, and looking at these rookies and then all of a sudden that's it it's over it's like oh mm -hmm. shit now i'm gonna wait another three months for actual football but i love it okay so mm -hmm. first three can you see the, you can see the board okay brandon yeah i can see it all right we're gonna talk to the people um so we like i said we picked number four uh 101 of course christian mccaffrey number two alvin kamara which yeah i don't you typically you see dalvin cook but dalvin cook went a one of three so we're sitting at the four spot and really at this point i mean you could consider maybe leaning like a tight end like Travis Kelsey, but in my mind, I I would never go get Travis Kelsey here. It's pretty much going to be RB or or bust here, right? right. And number four, like you wouldn't consider Devontae Adams. No, number four. it's RB. That's it. It man, wide receiver is so deep this year. And it look, is. I, I I tend to I understand the position of why people are taking Travis Kelsey because he has just such an advantage over the next mm -hmm. best tight end. Even Darren Waller, who's an absolute stud, like Travis Kelsey, just I would say he dwarfs him, right? Still, um, yeah. Still, still, he really does. But the reason that I don't is because I, I, I tend to 
lean for tight end late. And we've talked mm-hmm. about a last show where Irv Smith is a guy that we like to target late. Adam Troutman now is moving up boards with the mm-hmm. with the injury to Michael Thomas. And a guy that I've really been honing in on is is Logan Thomas. Mm-hmm. Because Logan Thomas, man, I yes, you could say that the offense has improved with Curtis Samuel there now in Washington. Um, maybe he won't get quite as many looks in the passing game, but I think that that offense is going to be even better and he's going to soak up targets. And that's all you that's all you can ask for with the tight end yep. position. And then if you want to fade, if you don't get um, Logan Thomas, a guy like Robert Tynion's kind of sitting there. Or if you don't get them, there's Irv Smith. So there's just there's so many options late. I just can't advocate taking Travis Kelsey, at least at this stage of the first round. So yeah. I'm looking at Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, we could maybe do Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley. But is there is there a guy that you that you take here that you think is the absolute lock of the best player? Like, is, is, is it Derrick Henry is, is my question. So I'm kind of nervous about Derrick Henry's workload from last year. Okay. I, I've been a little bit of an advocate. He has some risk because of how many touches he's had in the last two years. Um, okay. But, but he is. Could you could, could you break could you break history and uh, get into the record books as the only player to go back to back with two thousand yard rushing seasons? No, I don't think so at all. Um, yes, <laughs> I, I, I I'm I'm nervous about it. It would. It, it would between be between uh, Zeke and Henry for me. Um, just for today, since it's half PPR, I'll do Henry. All right, let's go with Derrick Henry here. All right, so we're going to go with Derrick Henry at the four spot here. we got a bit of a ways to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So now those guys coming off boards. Ooh, Najee Harris went at 110. That's interesting. That's a see, There you go. Yeah, one of the things we talked about here is that I never see Patrick Mahomes go in round two in any regular mm-hmm. drafts. Uh, he just went at 207 here. So we'll call it what it is. But um, we're looking here now at a, a few different running backs. I mean, uh, Joe Mixon is here, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift. Ah, man, are you on Joe Mixon this year? Seems like everybody seems like is going back to the well. Oh, I am. I, I, I'm, I've been a Joe Mixon guy since he's come out of Oklahoma and oh the usage before he went down was elite. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to respect that. And I, with the departure of Giovanni Bernard, he, that was a huge deal. So he's going to be getting a lot more pass targets, I believe, especially with that line play that they have, it's going to struggle a little bit. So I see a lot of, uh, a lot of, touches to uh joe mixon out of the screen game okay so one thing uh, i'm reluctant to go joe mixon like at this part of the draft it's a 209 not here it's a, it, it's a totally fair place to take him here's a two mm-hmm. at the 209 uh i think it's actually really good value mm-hmm. i'm mainly seeing him go almost like the one two turn if not early second round. So to get him here late in the second round is, is pretty darn good value. And it's because guys like Clyde Edwards, Elaire went at 206, Patrick Mahomes went at 207. You might not necessarily see this all the time in your drafts, but hey, man, mm-hmm. in your home leagues, you just might. You might see this uh, sort of value because, look, Joe Mixon has a bit of stink on him, right? Like he hasn't he hasn't stayed healthy. And when he has True. stayed healthy, he's, he's done very well, but it's at short spurts, right? And fantasy managers, we are, uh, we're, we're a fickle bunch, I would say. Yep. So, the other choices would be at the wide receiver position. And there's guys yes. like Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown. Wh- where do you would you like to go here? Do you want to go with with a balanced approach and go running back, wide receiver? Would you rather sure up this running back position, knowing that there's no. tons of wide receiver value later? Where, where's your I head think, at here? 
I think you got to get yourself a wide receiver that has wide receiver one upside in Ridley right here. Calvin Ridley. All right. So it's yeah. two and nine. We are going to draft Calvin Ridley. All right. So we only because have- only because we have Derrick Henry and we can't take AJ Brown, or else I would take AJ Brown. <laughs> Oh man. Well, okay. So Joe Mixon went out at the 211. Uh Keenan Allen went at 210, which is interesting. Allen Robinson at the 301, AJ Brown, Darren Waller. So we're sitting here again. We are at What's the, the 304. Back? At running back, we have JK Dobbins, Chris Boom. Carson, and DeAndre Swift. So you're you're a Dobbins guy. Oh, all in on Dobbins this year. Can you tell me the story of JK Dobbins over DeAndre Swift? See, I, I would go DeAndre Swift here. In any sort of PPR league, again, we're, we're drafting, assuming that it's a 0.5 PPR. In my opinion, because of the ta- from a talent perspective, I'd say they're pretty damn even, right? Like last year, I had DeAndre Swift sl- like slightly ahead of J.K. Dobbins as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously, J.K. Dobbins, he's going to get the work on the ground, whereas DeAndre Swift, he's going to be splitting that bit of time with um, Jamal Williams, whereas J.K. Dobbins is Gus Edwards. <sighs> DeAndre Swift, in my opinion, has more upside as a passer. Sure. I Whereas just believe, J.K. Dobbins, yeah. Uh, so so yeah, the reason ahead. I would go Swift over Do- uh, or uh, go Dobbins over Swift is just the offense itself. It's probably going to be a top five offense overall, mm-hmm. and Swift will probably be a bottom bottom of the barrel Detroit Lions offense. And I feel like the upside of J.K. when he was getting his usage. When they decided to use him towards the end of the year, he was a complete star. And I believe reports are out of camp that he looks unreal. And (laughs) Daniel Jeremiah was there um, just two days ago. And he, all he said is draft J.K. Dobbins because he, he is the truth, man. And he is the true RB1 in that backfield. And I feel – so when he was coming out of uh, college, I had him as my um, RB2, and I had him over Swift at that time. So nothing's changed for me with J.K. It's just that I like the situation better in with the Baltimore Ravens. I just feel like their offense is able to put up a ton of points and a ton of offensive – uh, opportunities compared to the Lions. Yeah, I mean it's just opportunity to score touchdowns. Yep, we we, we know that what really swings uh, a given week and of course the season in in any player's favor is just, just a, that touchdown upside. And sure, yeah, I do agree. J.K. probably has a lot more touchdown upside. So let's go with J.K. Dobbins here. I'm okay with that. Um, okay. Other considerations potentially George Kittle at, at tight end. Would you consider that here? No chance. I'm I'm full fading anybody that's not Kelsey for the top five rounds um, for tight end. I, I would rather just wait and just uh, get my uh, wide receiver depth at, in those rounds. Love it. Terry McLaurin, CD Lamb, Mike Evans, would you consider them here? Or you just want to show up this nope. running back position? No, I, w- I, I would 100% would go JK over all those guys. And, and that's just because once you get past this round three, the, the RBs – get kind of sketchy and it's there's disgusting it's nasty. and there's plenty of wide receivers to go after with upside 
Yeah, so the, a player that we talked about last week was Travis Etienne, who was going around the end of the fifth, early sixth round, and you said you were, you were smashing the button on Kyler Murray pretty much in every draft in, in that yeah. case. Yeah, man. So, so Byron Lambert of Rosterwatch, he is on the training camp tool right now. Um, all the information, of course, is at rosterwatch.com. But heard him on the radio yesterday, and honestly, I, I he has me scared right now mm-hmm. to, to to go and draft Travis Etienne. I mean, look. He said what we talked about before is just the fact that James Robinson is a very, very good all-around complete running back, and he's the RB1 in that offense right now. So when you couple the fact that he's got a a rookie QB who, yes, I know that he played college with, but he has two very good – well, I'd say actually three very good uh, passing game options in uh, DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, and Marvin Jones, and we think that Travis Etienne is going to – you know, make his hay catching the ball. That that is really starting to worry me, and I may have to backtrack a little bit on my Travis Etienne love. I know, man. I, it's 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 unfortunate because he's so damn talented. But it's, the opp- yeah. the opportunity, the share, the split is going to be rough because James is really good. Oh, he is. He's very good. Okay, we are sitting at the four or nine here, and. Yep. This might be where you start to consider taking a, a quarterback. I mean, Kyler Murray's still sitting there. Now, typically, if the if one of these elite guys falls to me in the fifth round, that's where I'm, I'm willing to pull the trigger. Yep. A little early for me at uh, a QB. Uh, RB, Daryl Henderson, Miles Gaskin, Mike Davis, uh, Kareem Hunt, Travis Etienne. Those are probably the most viable options here. Where's the wide receivers? Uh, and- and, well, let's just—I want to talk, want to get your opinion on Daryl Henderson first. I mean, mm. if you faded RB and you say you went—I don't know—RB wide receiver, wide receiver, I may consider taking a, a Daryl Henderson here. Sure. Where are you on Daryl Henderson? I think he's going to be about eighty percent of what Cam Akers could have been. Um, okay. I just feel like he can be—he can be serviceable RB two. Um, no need to reach on him though. Um, if he comes to you around, you know, this time where there's this not a about, wide receiver, yeah. it, like this is probably where you're going to have to get him unless you you can see. Cause I, like I said, I've been going Kyler in the fifth most of the time. Um, yep. or I wait until, uh, Matthew Stafford all the way to the, like the 11th round. Um, it's like either or for me, I'm kind of going Kyler, maybe Russell Wilson a little bit like in round seven. Um, or I go Stafford way late. So. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I mean, like, look, this is a spot you're going to have to pay to get Daryl mm-hmm. Henderson, but yeah. uh, let's look at the wide receiver options. Yeah, let's see it. The second you look at wide receiver, there's some sexy options. There's Amari Cooper who, look, I get that he's injured right now. The expectation is, is that he's going to be back in a couple weeks. It's August 6th when we're, when we're recording this. Jerry Jones said mid-August, so Amari Cooper would probably be my top choice here. But there's also Cooper Cup, yep. Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, Kenny Galladay, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, there's Jamar Chase. No, uh, I'm, go- any of these I, guys I'm going. Jump- yeah, I'm going Cooper Cup every time here. Cooper Cup, okay, yeah. over Amari. Cooper. I think he, I think he's the number one guy in that offense. And everything I'm seeing coming out of camp, it is hmm. saying that to me. And Cooper looks quick, fast. He he looks great. Um, and I feel like the comfort level Cooper is Cup. good. Not about yeah, Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> or, sorry, Cooper Cup is looking yes. phenomenal. Um, yeah, I would rather good. go Cooper Cup because I believe C.D. Lamb is going to push Amari for every bit of 
the same kind of target share um, that he would have. So I, I believe Cooper Cup has the upside and I think has the upside to sneak into the wide receiver one conversation if if all goes correct. Robert Woods went a four or two. Robert Woods went a four or two. Yeah, I, I, I think people are wrong on who's the number one guy. I believe Cooper Cup can be moved around more often. He's been targeted in the red zone more often in that offense, and I feel like he is going to be the guy. But if you want to go Cooper, I or uh, if you want to go Amari, that's more right. than uh, what about more Tyler than, Lockett? Okay, Would you Tyler Lockett here at all? No, I think I I'm I'm either DK or uh, or that's it in that's that it. for the yeah. wide receiver. Yeah, I, I Tyler Lockett is going to be inconsistent compared to anybody else on this board, especially against Amari Cooper and against Cooper Cup. I think this I think this is consistency kind of part of the draft. Uh, a few guys we just named: Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett. These are all in um, let's call it very efficient, mm-hmm. well-performing offenses with good quarterbacks. Yep. And uh, there, there's, I mean, look, there's, there's, a, there's two legitimate wide receiver ones on, on all of these teams. So it's kind of just which offense are you higher on, or which player you are you higher on. So uh, I'm, exactly. I'm, I would probably go with Mark Cooper here, but I don't have any okay. issues going with Cooper Cup. So look, Brandon, we're doing your draft today. This is going to be oh. Brandon's draft. So we're going to go with okay. Cooper Cup, the sweet golden white angel of death. Cooper Give me Cup. the golden sun. The Golden Sun. All right, so we're going Cooper Cup. Again, we don't have a huge weight for our next pick. Uh, Daryl Henderson went right after the Amari Cooper. Miles mm. uh, Gaskin, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, Adam Thielen. So now we are looking at, Perfect. I would say, a good opportunity to pull the trigger on Kyler Murray. Because at this stage of the draft, I'm looking at who am I running backs? Okay, Mike Davis, Kareem, Kareem Hunt, Travis Etienne. Maybe Chase Edmonds, uh, a little early for Chase Edmonds. So, yeah. again, the guy, the top guy here from running back perspective for me would probably be Mike Davis uh, or in, in past life, Travis Etienne. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just don't know, man. I just, what's Mike Davis, 29 years old? That yeah. is, man, that is ancient the running back position. I, you just wonder, like, I know he's a beast and I know he performed well last year. I just, gives me a little bit of pause. Um, at the wide receiver position, there's Kenny Galladay who's dealing with a hamstring issue. It's look, he's had hamstring issues his entire career. This worries me a lot. Yes. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, who I love, I do love, love, love. But at this stage, I do worry a little bit that if Trey Lance is going to be the starting quarterback, that his passing upside is just limited this year. So there's a little bit of pause with Brandon Ayuk. Uh, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, love them both. Uh, Jamar Chase is a rookie. Uh, T. Higgins is now completely for targets with Jamar Chase and look Joe Burrow is frankly still hurt you know he just maybe he'll be okay by the start by the start of the season but it just worries me a little bit right whereas you look at Kyler Murray in the fifth round the massive upside is like he scored double digit touchdowns with his legs last year Um, I would argue that they're probably going to take a little bit of a step back in terms of the rushing because I think they just want to protect him right they want to keep him healthy but Man, Kyler is just so good. He's the kind of player that's going to win you a week. So we're going to go with Kyler Murray here. Yes. He'll win you the the year. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he can win you the year legitimately. He is legitimately that kind of guy. He's that kind of guy. So we have our quarterbacks. We're happy with that. Now, just just in general, are you you the kind of guy that's going to draft uh, multiple quarterbacks in your redraft league? 
or especially no. when you draft a QB early. No, you're going to stream, right? If you need that flex. Yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. It, unless it's best ball, like there's no, yeah. re- like, like there's no reason to draft that second quarterback. Just there's enough of them. And Kyler. Yeah. I would rather just get depth, depth at other positions and double tap. Yeah, look, if, if we're going to wait, say, say we wait and we go try and Tannehill or I don't know, Tom Brady or somebody like that late. He's, yes. You know, it's a safe pick it's a good pick, but that's where I might go and pull the trigger on like a Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Sure. for my bench spot just somebody with massive upside that mm-hmm. who knows if they, if they hit man you just you're rolling with with a legitimate quarterback because we do know that rushing upside is, is king in fantasy football right now but um yeah generally speaking i like to draft a single uh quarterback in my leagues especially if you're going to go early in round five and get a kyler so we are looking now at Kalis. Okay, we'll we'll recap the um, the RB positions. So Kareem Hunt and Travis Etienne are still both there at six oh nine. Okay. I think both those guys are, are are pretty good value at this point. Um, mm-hmm. At the wide receiver position, there is Robbie Anderson, DJ Chark, Jerry Judy, who I think is the guy that you are pretty hot hot for this year. Yeah, I, I'm 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 definitely like Judy a lot for sure, especially if Teddy wins that job. TJ Hawkinson is still sitting here. Now, round six, man, that's pretty darn good value for TJ Hawkinson. But look, for all the reasons we faded DeAndre Swift, I think I'm I'm fading TJ Hawkinson here. Look, like I actually he's, he's, the, he's the only guy I'm super comfortable with in that offense. He he could get a Waller type volume. And if that happens, he could he can sneak into the top three tight ends very easily by the end of the year. Do you do you listen to JJ Zacharyson's podcast, Late Round Quarterback? Uh no. No? Okay. So JJ Zacharyson, you're familiar with him. He is very data driven sure. in his yeah. in his analysis. And one of the studies that he's doing is trying to identify breakout players at different positions. And he just recently did the tight end position. It was last week or this week, I can't remember. Um, but one of the things he talked about is that one of the defining features of a breakout tight end in a given year is when they are drafted as the first pass catching option on their team. Exactly. In which case, TJ Hawkinson is in this case. So, look, we don't love the Detroit Lions, but Jared Goff is a competent quarterback. He made Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett relevant, and we know that he has a propensity to pass towards the tight end because, hey, it's going to save his ass from landing on the on, on his back. We also yeah. know that the Detroit Lions are slowly building one of the best offensive lines in the league. So, I look, at the sixth position – you're not going to typically see TJ Hawkinson here. If he does fall to here, there's so much wide receiver depth. We just talked about it, right? I mean, Robbie Anderson, Chark, Boyd, Jerry Judy, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel. Like these guys are all kind of interchangeable in your lineup as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. So I would say let's get a difference maker at the position. Let's go with TJ Hawkinson here. I think round. that's a great idea. All right. Giddy up. And the best part about this is we don't have to wait very long for our next pick. And there's a pretty good chance that some of these guys are going to fall. So, Okay, where we're at right yeah. now, I'm just, I'm just going to recap. Where through seven or through six rounds, we have Derrick Henry and J.K. Dobbins at our running back position. We have Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup at wide receiver. We have T.J. Hawkinson at uh, the tight end position. Fire and and Kyler Murray at quarterback. It's a pretty sick starting lineup. So right now, mm-hmm. we're trying to decide between okay, are we going to draft potentially a flex position here and go running back, or do we want to draft another wide receiver? Staring at us at running back position is the guy I keep talking about. Um, oh, actually, no, never mind. Sorry, my boy went off. 
went went off before. So um, our choices right now are Damien Harris, Raheem Mostert. Maybe you want to pull the trigger on Michael Carter or Trey Sermon for the flex position. Uh, at wide receiver, it's pretty much the, name, the names we just named last round. It's at Robbie Anderson, Tyler Boyd, Jerry Judy. Um, a guy I we have to. Chenault. I think we have to run, go running back because the depth is running out. Um, we, I think we would have to. I would love if, if it was a little bit deeper. I'd love to go Robbie Anderson as a wide receiver three. Um, yep. He is the legit perfect wide receiver three. I've been Absolutely. able to get him, but I people are really low on him. Um, so I I feel like maybe he slips. Maybe he can get down to our next area. It's, it's possible. I mean, the draft software has him as the top the top uh, wide receiver of left on the board. So he's probably going to go here. He's going to go. We have to assume he's not going to be there. We have to assume Jerry Judy's not going to be there. We got a long way for between our next pick. Which again, I, I know it's going to crush us for running back if we do. Yeah, we so we can go. So who would you go here? Do you like Damien Harris? Do you like Trey Sermon? Do you like one of these Tampa Bay running backs with uh, Ronald Jones on a Fournette? I actually like Damien Harris here. Um, I think he's going to have. I think that offense is going to turn into a pretty run heavy two tight end set um, offense, and I feel like he. Everything coming out of camp about him, it's saying that he's going to be their guy. And Belichick never talks about bell cows or workhorse backs, and he's actually spoken on Damian Harris as just that. So I would be I'm, – I'm in between Michael Carter and Damian Harris here. Um, Trey Sermon's I, still on the board. I Yeah, I think we're going to have to wait on Trey Sermon a little bit. Be, I think he's going to be somebody people are going to get frustrated with early in the season. Um, I'm trying last to start off. Raheem Mostert is still there. He was still gonna, very good last year. Exactly. I'm 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 trying I'm trying to get off to a good start here and not All wait right. on those rookies. I want to get Damian Harris. We're going Damian Harris, baby. Giddy up. Yeah. Buckle up. This is a pretty sick team we're drafting so far. I Brandon. know. Man. So again, <clears throat> we still have another flex position. And and people might ask, well, well how come we did two flex positions? <laughs> I, I everybody I'm a does. proponent. I'm a proponent for every single year. Try to add something to your league. If yeah. your league was a one quarterback league, maybe make it a, a, a super flex league. I, I hate two quarterback leagues because I think it's, it hamstrings you a little bit too much. But make yeah. it a super flex league because it just adds that level of depth to the position. I mean, it goes from quarterback being pretty replaceable. Like when you start looking at like the. 10th, 11th, 12th ranked quarterbacks. We're talking about Tom Brady. We're talking about Matt Stafford, Ryan Tannehill. Like these are guys. These are guys who, man, like you'd be totally ecstatic to have as your QB one, right? Exactly. In, in one quarterback league. Whereas the second you add that super flex position, it, it just adds a level of depth and complexity. And I guarantee you, you're gonna have more fun. With and more league. people, so, more people are more, more people know about quarterbacks. On uh, yes. the, the norm, the normal kind of fan knows quarterbacks versus those breakout running backs you know they know these guys and i think people can get pretty comfortable especially new to fantasy i think people can get comfortable with super flex pretty quickly so last year we added a super flex league this year we're going to go to our to our league and we'll say look guys we added the super flex i love it i commend it we need to add a second flex position. So that's what mm-hmm. you're going to do. Now is the time before draft season starts in the next couple of weeks. I mean, really the time is right after last season. It's when it's fresh in everybody's mind, but this is a year where you are p- 
pissed off because you have six bench spots and you had five legitimate starters on your bench and you couldn't start any of them because you're a really good drafter. So you go to your, you go to your league, you go to your, um, your commissioner and you say, let's do a vote. Let's add a second flex position. So this is what I'm telling, telling you guys to go out, take action this year in your leagues, go out, get that second flex position because the more starting players that you have, the better, the stronger fantasy managers are going to be rewarded. So mm-hmm. that's why we're doing two flex positions because damn it, it's the right thing to do. Yep. We now we need to fill out our wide receiver three position. Here we go. We also have a, a, a our second flex position at wide receiver, man, LaVisca Chenault in round eight. I love the value here. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, I know we just talked about it's like uh, that, uh, that, Jags offense in general as maybe being up and down, but I think that a guy that you're going to try to manufacture targets for is a player like Lavishka Chenault and his talent. So mm-hmm. he's a guy that I would consider here. Mike Williams, of course, the Chargers. I mean, maybe he's got a renaissance here. Just one. Joe more. Lombardi's been saying he's going to be the X in that offense, and the X in Joe Lombardi's Saints offense was Michael Thomas, right? Um, and if they feature the X like they were, like they do in the saints who knows he could have a jump but it's mike williams and he's broke my heart way too many times that's that's kind of the thing right like you like reluctantly will pull the trigger on a player like that but man he just broke so many hearts but look that's why we're getting him in the eighth ninth tenth round of these drafts is because he's broken so many fantasy hearts but this is kind of the year i i think the chargers are going to surprise a lot of people this year um if you're if you're the chiefs and you're going into la to play the chargers I, do you think it's going to be the same cakewalk that it was the last couple of years? I, I I know I sure don't. No, I I think that LA offense is nice, and Derwin James is back as well for the Chargers defense. That is a big deal against Travis Kelsey. That's going to be that's and going to help out quite a bit. What's one of the best things you can do for your young quarterback? You, you sure up the offensive line. Rashawn Slater falls to the Chargers exactly. at what was it, 12 spot. Just an absolute steal. So I love the Chargers, but let's let's call it what it is. We're not picking Mike Williams here. <laughs> no, no. Is it who's uh, below Devontae Williams for the wide receiver position? All right. So we've got LaVisca Chanel, Mike Williams, Devontae Parker, Marquise Brown. We can go upside with Michael Pittman, Jalen mm. Waddle, perhaps. I love Michael Pittman as a wide receiver three. I think See, that to me, he's more of a flex. At this point, I, I just I'm so worried about that offense, man. The same reason Jonathan Taylor's now falling to the second round in a lot of drafts is the same reason I'm kind of just reluctant to. But you know like, what? I'd rather though? just wait. I'd rather Pittman wait and choose Michael, uh, choose Paris uh, Campbell in like the 13th or 14th round. Man, I Michael Pittman is before Carson Wentz had the surgery. He was one of my breakout candidates for the wide re- wide receiver position. Um, yes. And everything that's coming out of camp about him is that he's been dominant. Um, and I don't know. I'm a big fan of Mike, Mike Pittman. I'm a USC guy. I know this man. I know this player. Um, but also I'm looking at Michael Carter over there. He's available, isn't he? Um, Michael Carter is still available now. Michael Carter, speaking of, um, opportunity, I mean, he's probably going to sure up the, Granted, it's still the Jets, but he's going to sure up the the RB one position. We think in Jets camp. I think. Yeah. Look, let's. I think that um, Pittman is going to fall, so we can probably get both. So let's go with Michael uh, let's Carter. Do let's it. get our. Let's go four RBs in our starting lineup, and let's just get sick, man. So we're going to go yeah. Michael Carter here. I like that. Let's watch Pittman fall. Come on. 
Oh yeah, he's he fell. Michael Pittman yes. absolutely fell. So yes. consideration here, Mike Williams again, eh, Corey Davis, no, eh. Defonte Parker, no. eh, Marquise Brown. Let's get sick. At this point, we want to go the win, upside baby. with Pittman. Wins is coming back earlier than people think. I mean, look, I'm not going to come in and say that Wentz is going to be the savior of the Colts franchise. Hey, hey, I, I I liked what I was seeing before he decided to break a bone in his foot or pop a bone that was pre was broken in high school, I guess, and uh, oh, needed man. to be removed. That sounds painful. These freaking football uh, players, man, they're uh, they're football players. They, they just they you know they take care of business. They'll play they through a lot. <laughs> All right, so at this point, we're pretty much drafting for a bench. Which when I when yep. I'm drafting for bench players, I want upside. Darnell Mooney, and I see Darnell Mooney, and I see Marquise Brown here. Uh, look, Marquise Brown is disappointed. Mooney. We're going to all right. So what what do you love about Darnell Mooney? Why would you choose Darnell Mooney oh, here as an upside player? Justin Fields. That also the re, one of my babies, uh, Anthony Miller, from back mm-hmm. in the day when I thought he was going to be pretty nice, but. He just never clicked in the Bears' offense, never did well. He was traded out of there because of Darnell Mooney, and they wanted to get him more time on the field. And he's their only real, like, opposite of Allen Robinson. He's their big, splash, deep ball guy. And I love those guys in my flex, those big game kind of guys. And as soon as Justin Fields gets put onto that field, Darnell Mooney is going to explode. And I have, I, I really like Darnell Mooney, especially compared to Cole Beasley. I mean, Henry Ruggs is interesting as well. Um, but I actually think Justin Fields is a better quarterback than uh, Carr. So I would actually go Darnell Mooney over all those names right there, over Hollywood Brown, over Cole Beasley, over Henry Ruggs. I see a breakout. 40 yard dash of 4.38. For darn money. That's well, that and good, that and he can he catches contested balls. Um, yes. He actually is pretty sick in the air, and he he runs routes very well. And he's a great compliment to Allen Robinson and David Montgomery. I I just have a I just think he's the number two legitimate number two, and they are making room for him to expand his role with the departure of Anthony Miller. So can I just. <sighs> Matt, NFL franchises, I know you're not listening, but look, who are we staring at in the board here at wide receiver? Marquise Brown, Darnell Mooney, Henry Ruggs, all speedsters. The yep. difference, Darnell Mooney wasn't a freaking first-round pick. And yet yeah. here we go, we are drafting what – we're doing what NFL um, organizations should have done, and we're taking Darnell Mooney in round 10 of our draft instead yeah. of Henry Ruggs and Marquise Brown at one in the yeah. draft. Okay, so we are now um, actually uh, Elijah Moore just went off the board at the end of the tenth round. There, oh Rashad man, Rashad Bateman just went off. I know we. I was kind of hoping that we were going to go here. So, do we want to plant a flag? We want to go see if um, you know who I'm going to talk about. Yes, yes. Let's go. Should we go Rondale? Yes. Let's just plant our flag here in the eleventh round. We're going upside. He's probably Stack. not going to go. We're going to Rondale Moore. Let's just do it. Yeah. Done. Get your guy. You got to get your guy, man. I mean, today hey, that's the you, point. Have fun with it. It is ha- have fun. I mean, look, like uh, <laughs> it's going to be frustrating. I think. Uh, look in your season long leagues, Ronda Moore. I think is going to be a frustrating player this year. I think that he's going to have boom bust weeks. That's just the nature of, of fantasy, especially early on in the season. But he's the kind of guy where he's going to be probably a waiver wire ad in week 
two, three after exactly. he doesn't, uh, after he gets dropped after a couple weeks, if he doesn't do anything early on in the season, but he's the kind of guy that you want will. in your bench because he's got absolutely electric upside. So I'm totally cool going with, with I'm all with upside when we're but, at this point of the draft oh. swing for the fences. Like this is where you can steal, you know, some upside plays that people are nervous about because they see some veterans on there that have a better projection. But if you actually know these players a little bit and no traits and no offenses, you're going to understand that Rondell Moore is going to have huge weeks. And if you just throw him in your flex and, you know, sometimes you just got to leave a guy in there. And when he has those massive weeks, you're going to catch it and you're going to be able to win weeks like that. And as long as your core of your team is doing what it's supposed to, our JK Dobbins, our Derrick Henry, our Calvin Ridley, that is going to keep you going when, when you have a, a, you know, a smaller game from Rondell in the flex. That's exactly. And, but when Rondell hits and when you stack him with a, with a Kyler Murray, nobody's beating you that week. Well, here's the thing, right? We don't need to play Rondell in our flex. We're playing exactly. him in our, our – he's on our bench right now. It's, it's yeah, a, he's a bench upside. guy. We're all yeah. upside. Okay, so we are sitting in round 12. We have three selections left. Nelson Aguilar is, I think, a pretty good value yeah. here. Um, he's is. kind of a depth player. Yeah. He's a wide receiver one on that offense right now in New England. And I, I get we're, we're kind of hearing a little bit of camp buzz that Nikhil Harry is actually playing well, but – Man, until I see it, I just I'm so reluctant to draft Wait, him. Uh, what's our running back situation though? We only got four. We have four, which is look. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty reasonable, right? Because we we paid we used high draft capital to grab our running backs, and then at this stage yeah. of the draft, man, there's basically there's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Who's, James who, White, who? Tevin Coleman, Sony Michelle, Sullivan Ackman, Joshua Kelly, Darrington Evans. Maybe if you want to yeah. get a, a potential handcuff, no um, thanks. Chuba Hubbard, if you want to go upside, just assuming that, you know, banking on a Christian so Gus Edwards and went Mike Davis. I, I believe Gus Edwards went at some point. Yeah. I don't see him on the board here. Yeah. So let's let's go Nelson Aguilar and then we'll, sure. we'll can probably sure up another little bit of depth at running back if we want to a little bit later. So now we are staying at pretty much the exact same draft board at the running back position. What about Kenny Gamewell? What are your thoughts on Kenny Gamewell? It sounds like it's Boston Scott. Um, that's going to be Miles Sanders' backup. Uh, I I really think Gainwell is going to be like just like a gadget player. I don't think yeah. he has much of a workhorse traits in him. Um, but you know, I've heard Did Sanders has been fumbling man. a ton in camp. So a ton, or I heard I heard he fumbled one time. No, I heard he's fumbling a I, few I, times. I, I, and, Sanders, man, and Boston Scott is possible um backup for him so maybe we can sure maybe we can use some because boston scott's a pretty explosive guy um he is yeah but who who else what? is our running running backs okay so I'll, I'll just go with okay we got kyler murray we got derrick henry jk dobbins damian harris michael carter perfect i included kyler murray in that did you notice that yes because kyler murray is a running back and a quarterback ladies and gentlemen that's why we have him that's right so really what our choices are here is do we want to get go and either take like a high upside um, running back where, look, he's not going to have any viable starting position on your team unless there's an injury, or do we want to go wide receiver, which is really just depth, right? So yeah. Jamison Crowder is a guy that I've been drafting a lot late in my underdog best balls because 
I love Elijah Moore. I mean, we've talked about it at, at nauseum how much mm-hmm. just how much talent that guy has. But Jameson Crowder was the best wide receiver on the team last year, and he's still a PPR monster. So when he's healthy, I think that until he's not, he's still going to be the the wide receiver one on that team. So Jameson Crowder, not a lot of upside, but he's a nice safe pick. Jalen Rager is a player that I've been getting as, as well. Now, not in every draft because, frankly, when a when a wide receiver has as poor of a rookie season as he did, and mm-hmm. when he's getting screamed at by his coaches during mm-hmm. training camp, it makes me worry a little bit. Maybe he's just not getting it. Uh, what about, that, uh, that, what about that filthy dude down there, John Brown? John Brown, that old that salty deep. dog vet that can you can throw in a flex at any week. John Brown is apparently playing amazing in camp right now. Yeah, when, when that guy stays healthy, he's legitimate um, difference maker on the field. Smoky. Sorry, Henry Ruggs, Smokey Brown. So Smokey John Brown, Brown's a, a legitimate option. What about like Gabe Davis? Gabe, oh, Emmanuel yeah, I, Sanders. I'm a huge, Ga- I'm a huge Gabe Davis fan. I like him a lot. I'd rather go I, with Gabriel Davis and John Brown. Right do now. it. I'm good with that. Gabriel Davis, look, what what we're looking for right now is we're looking for upside. Gabriel Davis was a wide receiver three in that offense last year. Um, Who knows what's going to happen with Cole Beasley. I assume he's going to play because he's still a football player. But Mm -hmm. who knows what the political side of things with the vaccine, not not getting the vaccine, whatever. We're not getting into that. Gabriel Davis, I think, is a talent that could emerge. And you want players on good offenses. But So one one thing I did hear that was pretty – pretty on point stuff about vaccine. Um, Some analysts are actually taking in consideration if their players are vaccinated or not. Um, Like people are because they were saying if they miss, you know, a couple weeks because they got COVID, you know, versus a guy that's safer, you know, 10 days. Even if you're yeah. a close contact, 10 days, you got to be out. 10 days. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Lamar Jackson's not. Um, Kirk Cousins isn't. Uh, like there's some pretty, you know, big players out there that aren't vaccinated yet. And like that's something I considered with like Lamar Jackson is that uh, versus like getting a Kyler because, you know, Kyler is, is and he? Is he? Lamar isn't. And yeah, it sounds like, work. you know, that's a that's a pretty big that's a if if somebody gets caught up for two weeks, that's all because they didn't get vaccinated. That's that's a that's a big hit for you in fantasy, especially if you're drafting like Lamar Jackson. That's something the thing to about think fantasy about. football. We're never going to get it right all 100 percent of the time. Right. Playing no. fantasy football is about percentages. And mm-hmm. when you're adding levels of. Let's call it risk. If, if you're drafting a player who's injured today that should mm-hmm. be ready for week one, if you're drafting Amari Cooper, a guy we passed on, I probably would have taken him for sure over Cooper Cup had it not been for the injury. But there's, there's yep. that risk oh, there. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. A player like um, Saquon Barkley. Are you really <sighs> comfortable drafting Saquon Barkley? Like One of the, the sezisms that, that I'm going to borrow here is you can't win your draft in the first round, but you can certainly lose it. And Saquon yeah. Barkley is a player that now they're saying he will, he should definitely be there by week three. He oh. may be there by week one. But that was, that was he, and he looks oh. phenomenal in his videos and training videos. I don't, I don't get that. I think they're being overly <laughs> cautious overly with all, him. Yeah. Well, they just saw their, what was it? Um, $75 million man go yeah. down with a hamstring injury. So they want to, they don't want to F around. And I get it, right? This is a pretty, I mean, look, this is, the, I, I, I think a make or break year for Dave Gettleman. 
I really oh, do. I mean, if they yeah. don't produce, he's just, ah, man, he's made so many questionable picks, um, draft pick what, decisions. In, in what do we got period, going on but, for tight end? So that's another option. Yeah. So if we want to go tight end, there's Mike Jazaki, Rob Gankowski. Here we Hunter go. Henry is Irv Smith still around. Jared Cook's around. Looks like your boy Irv Smith is was gone, was taken. So oh. generally speaking, I'm not going multiple tight ends here. Mike Jazaki, man, man, how the might have fallen. He was no, he was such a that's what happens when Tua shows up. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. He actually was playing pretty well last year with Fitzmagic, which he was. when Tua showed up, it kind of just killed his, all his value, oh, but is what totally. it is. Now, a player that I'm getting in pretty much every one of my drafts is my last draft pick, which is what we're at right now in round 14, is Paris Campbell. The only okay. reason I might not get him is because you're putting a lot of faith in that uh, Colts offense because we want Michael Pickman, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen Rager still available. Jacoby Myers is available. Uh, a guy like Amon Ra, St. Brown. I like that. Maybe he's an upside well, I mean, Yeah. Brian Edwards is available. I love Brian oh, Edwards. Oh, he's oh, getting a Brian lot of Edwards. camp. Yep. Yep. All right. Get it. That's, that's the easy one. When, when all of a sudden, when, it, when, when there's a little bit of movement, you know, down in the downstairs a little bit, that's when you know, okay, it's time. Let's, let's yeah. do it. Move We're it. Yeah. Brian Edwards. Like, so he was one of my sleeper candidates last year that just didn't work out because of that foot injury coming out of South Carolina. And yep. from every video I've seen, this dude is straight balling in camp, and everybody is blown away with his performance so far. I love Brian Edwards. If you look now, <laughs> we talk about the time to trade for players. Mm-hmm. Now is the time time to go and trade for Brian Edwards if you don't yeah. have him in your leagues because you can probably get him for pretty cheap. Now the problem is is the current fantasy manager who has Brian Edwards on his team loves Brian Edwards also. So you might have to pay you know slightly more than just like a, you know a song. But I think that if you love Brian Edwards, he's certainly affordable. So I'll, I'm yep. just going to rehash your team here. So this is our starting sure. lineup, okay? At the quarterback position, we got Kyler Murray. At running back, we have Derrick Henry and J.K. Dobbins. At wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, Cooper Cup, Michael Pittman. At tight end, T.J. Hawkinson. In our flex, we got Damian Harris and Michael Carter. Just massive upside. <laughs> um, and then we just hammered wide receiver in our in our um, on our bench. We got Darnell Mooney, Rondell Moore, Nelson Aguilar. Gabriel Davis, Brian Edwards. We just need one or two of those guys to hit. Exactly. Absolute monster every single week. I love this team. And you know we did a good job because Fantasy Pros gave us a B minus. That's usually a pretty good sign. Yeah. The worst, the I, 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 I think the upside and the possibilities of volume flowing to players that we have, like Michael Carter. Right now he's not being projected out by systems being starter yet. But that will soon change after camp. And when that happens, he has immense upside. Um, Damien Harris, that he should have plenty of touch, 200 touches. That's amazing for your RBs, RB3 and flex play. Darnell Mooney is a flex play every single week. I, I mean, I, I love this. And Calvin Ridley has top five upside top, or oh, yeah. number one upside. J.K. Dobbins, if everything goes correct, has top five upside in talent. Derrick Henry, man. same thing. Call it what it is. That's same thing. Kyler Murray has overall QB1 upside. And T.J. Hawkinson has top three overall upside for the position as well. That This is what you look for when you try and draft, ladies and gentlemen. Upside, upside, upside. And plays where players that can grow into volume. Upside wins championships, baby. Yep. So we're going to end it there, Brandon. I think we gave the people some real actionable advice today there on the show. Go. 
How can the good people find you? Go to Twitter. On, I am Brandon D. Adam 19 on Twitter and just check me out. I post a bunch of stuff and I absolutely am in love with Chase Claypool after watching him last night. Just, just, <laughs> just, just, just so oh, people boy. know. And I just actually just got, I'm going to, I just got a trade offer for Cl- Chase Claypool in one of our uh, leagues. Show up. Uh, show us your TDs, um, oh, you yeah. know, that league. And I got King Tim sending me a, uh, a, a offer of Kenny Galladay straight up for Chase Claypool. And even so you're though Kenny Gall- you're Kenny Galladay for his Chase Claypool. No, my Chase Claypool for his oh, Kenny Galladay. Tell him to go fly kite. I told him yeah, just on live that is a hell to the no. Chase Claypool to to the house, boys. To the moon, baby. To the moon. All right, yep. ladies and gentlemen. The original Rondell Moore and Chase Claypool truther, Brandon D. Adam. Follow go. him on Twitter at Brandon D. Adam19. I am, of course, Shane Seeley. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. We are the Flex Network. We are just getting started. Listen here. Make sure that if you do enjoy what you're listening to, that you subscribe to our podcast. Uh, We're going to start doing some more video content. And so you can always check out our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search the Flex Network. And uh, we are going to help you flex on your leagues this year. So for Brandon, for Al, for Matt, I'm Shane, and we are the Flex Network. The Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. This right here is the Flex Network. Yeah. Flex on them.